Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. We've been doing the series on church culture and we've been trying to identify what the church is all about and we've already dealt with the church being the possession of Jesus, the possession of God, yeah? We've, we've already covered that last month and this month we've been, um, you know, like, like devoting ourselves to understand how the church is the body of Jesus, the body of God, yeah? Are we all familiar? We, we all know what we did last Sunday, right? So, quickly going to the slides. Um, you remember the, the main core verse that we've been doing Sunday after Sunday? Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. It says, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Yeah? So this church is built upon the rock, that is Jesus, and all the powers of hell, no matter how much they try, they will not be able to in conquer it, invade it. And which is why it is very necessary for us to understand what the church is all about. Okay? So, last Sunday, if you remember, Pastor Priji had already spoke about, um, from, from the, from the uh, portion of Ephesians. Do you remember? Do you need a recap? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 16, we'll just, we'll just focus on this one uh, verse that he had left us with last week. It says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Now, do you understand that the, the church is, is the body? It is, right? And the body, I mean, God has already given us a body to understand what the body works like. Is that right? We already have a body to understand what goes on in a body to make sure it is healthy, it is growing and it is full of love. Do you know how the body is functioning so that it is healthy and growing? No? Everybody were like, like we're all familiar with how the corporate culture works, right? There is a head, there are departments, and, and, and there are, you know, like positions, and there are responsibilities. Now, does one person do everything? What happens in the office? There are teams. We all have designations. We've got specified roles, yeah? We've got um, very diverse and very um, unique roles. And it takes a whole lot of these people to make sure that this one organization is working fine. Is that, is that clear? So, us as a church, we need to identify what keeps us healthy, growing and full of love. Now, in the first two weeks of this month, we've already studied about the church that is living. The body has to be living, it has to be alive. We talk about body, it does not mean the dead body. It talks about the, the body that is full of life. Yeah? So that talks about, when, when Pastor Priji was talking about restoration, he spoke about how God had restored the body. So the thing that was probably dead is now alive and active. Yeah, we spoke about unity. Pastor, Pastor Jojo had spoke on unity because because that is something that a live body does, not a dead body. Yeah. Then we spoke on the growth of the church. Now that is an indication of a body, right? There are there are there's Samuela type babies. Okay. Then it goes on to Israel type babies. Then it go. You know. So there's there's a gradual growth. Okay, then there is Grace, then there is Zahal, then there are, you know, Annie and Jenny and, you know, it, it keeps increasing, right, till, till we become full-blown adults. After that, probably sometimes the growth just stops, right, like no more growing, that's it. I, I stopped growing at the age of 11. After that, I've not grown, you know, so, but Pastor Pritchett took a long time to grow. That shows, okay. So, there are, there are bodies that grow and there are bodies that kind of like 
stuck, get stuck, okay? So we need to wake up these bodies and tell them, you know what, start growing, okay? So today we are go going to um, focus on the, so we, we spoke about um, the, the life of the body, we spoke on the growth of the body last Sunday, and today we are going to check if this body is functioning fine. Okay, you know there, there are these uh, full body checkups that you get ads on your phone for. You know, come right now, thirteen thousand nine hundred, and you will get a full body checkup. You know, thyroid, including BP, diabetes, everything, top to bottom, all your uh, body functions are checked to make sure you are healthy, that you don't need an intervention, that you don't need a drip. Am I talking to the church? Yeah. yeah? So we are going to do a full body checkup, full body run through. Okay, to make sure that this body that we have is functioning fine. Okay, so can we go to Corinthians chapter 12? So, Pastor Pritchie has given me like probably like 45 minutes. I said, no, I need more time because there's 60 slides and 60 minutes. So, what's the average? One, one minute per slide. Okay, so we've got to do this. We've got to do it really quick. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses. 4 and 5 it says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the spirit of source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And then, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, 12 and 14 verses, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Okay? So, the human body, just like the human body and just like how the corporate uh, or your office or your institution, it has many parts, but all that one part makes the big organization okay just like that your body has different parts and all those parts make up the entire body just like that it is with the body of christ the body has many different parts not just one part and um, am i missing out something okay so it is with the body of christ now what do you what do you see in these verses We're all part of a body, okay? Does any part exist without the body? No. We're all, there are, there, there are, we're all part of that one body. There are many parts to this body. We are not the only one, okay? If we feel that, oh, I am the church, I am, I am the bride of Christ, there are more like us, okay? And what does that what do those verses we just read say? It says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it, the source is the same. The source is the same. Uh, there are different kinds of service, but the, we serve the same Lord. There are different ways, but in it, it is the same God who does the work in us all. So what is the origin? What is the source of these body, these members? It is God. It is the spirit. And we just read in the confession, it says that Christ is the head of this church. Okay. So when we move on further in, in the same chapter, first, we're going to uh, concentrate completely uh, from the chapters of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 13. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you know, uh, if you can go and read these verses from 8 to 11, there are these um, uh, gifts that have been mentioned. Okay. So we'll skip, skip and just summarize, uh, keep coming down to the slide that has the pointers. So when you go back home and read 1 Corinthians chapter 8 to 11, you will see that this is the summary, okay? It says that the, the church, the church has these many gifts. There is the gift of giving wise advice. There is the message of special knowledge. There is the gift of faith. There is the gift of healing. There is the ability to perform miracles. There is the gift of the prophetic when people start prophesying. There is the gift of discernment. 
to make sure you know whatever is being said is it from god or is it from another source that is the gift of unknown tongues that is the gift of interpretation of those same tongues these are the gifts now there are more gifts that that the bible uh, has mentioned in romans chapter 12 uh, verses 6 to 8 okay so keep keep going down keep going down okay so uh, these are the other gifts that have been mentioned the gift of service the gift of teaching it uh, encouraging one another the gift of giving how many did how many of you knew that there is a gift called giving for us giving is like Oh God! One more day, pastors. Another sermon of all about giving. I, I really have to empty out my pockets. But it is a gift that God is giving you. It's 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 something that God fills you with. You know, when when there is a gift of giving, there is a gift of leadership. There is a gift of showing kindness. There is a gift of showing kindness. Okay. So these are not. exhaustive list these are not the only gifts there are lots of other gifts like these that the that the body of christ is filled with okay now there are there are different gifts like the gift of salvation the uh, you know like those are individual those are personal it's it's between us and god okay the gift of salvation uh, the gift of righteousness uh, the bible mentions a lot of other gifts these are totally to do with you and god okay that is a gift that god has given us for our personal benefit okay now we are talking about these gifts and these are not for our personal benefits okay these gifts are given for the welfare of the body these gifts are given for the benefit of one another now we all understand that we are a body okay now uh, and, and and if we are a body we have been given certain responsibilities is was there anywhere mentioned the gift of guest appearance no any gift called uh, i'm going i'm just going to sit and watch the show sure there there is no gift that says a uh, newcomer i am going to just sit here or uh, you know i i'm just i'm just here for the aesthetic beauty of the church okay even those things that have been given to our body for aesthetics has a function okay so what we should understand is the fact that all of us every person now we'll take a head count after this and we will see that all 65 75 of us who are gathered here are a gift to the church can you just shake your neighbor and say guess what i am a gift i am a gift to the church okay now turn to the other neighbor and said here i am because you're a gift right you were a gift given to the church for your brother and for your sister okay not only are you a possession you are a body not only are you a body you are a prize you are a gift you are precious in the eyes of jesus not only for jesus but even to the church yeah do you believe that yeah so so just 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 say that to yourself you know what i am a gift i have abilities i have talents yeah and i it is it is for the well being and the growth of this church yeah so what type of gifts are these we we just we just spoke on the fact that uh the source is from the spirit the holy spirit okay so we call these gifts the spiritual gifts okay so these spiritual gifts are given by the spirit and they are functioning in the spirit it means that you know the if you go to delhi police the delhi police's motto is um for the people of the people for the people by the people okay so the gifts are also the gifts also have the same motto by the spirit of the spirit for the spirit okay so not only has this the holy spirit deposited in us these gifts the holy spirit is going to be the one the medium through which we are going to function in these spirits okay now what we should remember is the fact that it is a gift okay now how many of us have given gifts 
All of us have given gifts. It's, it's a very normal thing, okay? How many of us have made a tally of how many gifts I've given to which all person? No? Are you sure you don't do that? You don't do, okay, I gave this gift to this person, that much gift. Then, then you go and check if that person is using that same gift. <laughs> no? Then if that person is not using the gift, you say, give it back to me. <laughs> but do we do that? Normal people don't do that, okay? If you do it, it's okay. We forgive you. So, the same goes with God. God will give you gifts, okay? But he does not come and, I mean, of course, he would love it if he sees the gifts being used to the maximum, okay? But he does not come back and say, are you using your gift? Are you using your gift? Are you using your gift? Are you sure you're using it? Are you sure you didn't hide it? Are you sure you're not keeping it for special occasions? Are you sure the dress that I got for you on Christmas, you're not keeping it for Good Friday? You sure, you sure, you sure? Okay, then God does not come back and say, come on, give it back to me. Okay, it's a gift given by the perfect father. He gives it, but he does not take it. Now the problem is only when we are not functioning in the spirit. Because it's a gift given by the Spirit and only the Spirit knows how well to use it. And if we cannot use it, we should probably go ask Him. Okay, I have the gift of prophecy, I have the gift of giving, but I don't know how well to use it. I don't know uh, what to do with it. Can you teach me? That is a problem because these are spiritual gifts, right? And spiritual gifts are only used in, your, in the spiritual, okay? Church is all spiritual. It's all moh maya. Okay? No. The body is given to us to transcend what is in the spiritual into the real. Okay? So when we do not use the spiritual gifts in the Holy Spirit, there will be other spirits to you know, try and use it for their benefit. So we have to be very careful that whatever gifts that we have, have to be rooted in the Holy Spirit. Okay, which is why it is very important to understand that the spiritual gifts are um, of the Spirit, by the Spirit and for the Spirit. It is, um, can you give me the, the previous slide, previous slide, previous, yeah, given by the Spirit and functioning in the Spirit. Okay. So, wh what are we to do? With, uh, of course, we've, we've you know, we've this, the same question, we've just, we've just addressed it. What, what do we do with this gift? It is for the benefit of one another. That is, that is what the next verse says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Does it say some of us? Does it say many of us? What does it say? Each of us. Anybody excluded in each? Children, old people, women, women can never be part of the church, right? Because women are uh, weaker, weaker uh, uh, what do you call it? Weaker sex. Um, there's another word in the Bible, no? Vessels, weaker vessels. You know, women are weaker vessels. So do they, do they uh, figure in each? They don't figure in each? They do figure in each? When the Bible says that, each of us have been given a spiritual gift. It means all of you, all of us, okay? Right from Samuela, who is just two months, three months old, right from that person to the eldest in our church, all of them, excluding none, have been given a spiritual gift. Have we ever understood what gift we carry in us for the benefit of the church? There's a gift of prayer, you know, I, I thought it was already covered, it's not there, but uh, anyway. So there's a gift of prayer, you know, uh, there's a song by Don Moore, it's called Some, Somebody's praying for me, somebody's lifting me up to the Lord. Because I cannot stand on my own, somebody has to really back me up in prayer. Somebody has to lift me up to the Lord, I cannot do it on my own, you know. So, so when you talk about... Um, this body that is different parts and we are all part of that one body and we are functioning through the head that is called Christ, which part of the body do you think is the most important? Arms. 
all are important. Are you sure? See, in your, in your hands there are these five fingers, right? And this is the smallest. I'm sure this is like absolutely useless. What does it do? Just probably adds some, you know, beauty to your hand. What does this, this finger do? Pastor Pujji is showing me this. Which is true. No, no other finger probably can go inside your ear to scratch it, no? What does this finger do? What does this finger do? It's a thumb, right? And so separate from the others. It looks a little awkward also. These are all nice, elegant fingers. What does this one do? Unlocks your iPhone. You cannot hold without the thumb. Do you know, among all the animals who have five fingers on their limbs, nobody can, nobody can do, how do you hold a pen? Nobody can do this. How do you hold a pen? Ha, ah, okay. <laughs> they cannot join three fingers together. They cannot do this. If you see an ape also, you know, the, the most um, uh, advanced of all the monkeys, the ape, even when the monkey has to hold a stick, it will hold it like this. It cannot hold it like this. Which means the, the, the job of education or the gift of education or the gift of civilization has been given to us. Remember this, okay? So every part, even your eyebrows, what, what, have you ever wondered why your eyebrows are like this on top of your eyes? Why can't it be here? <laughs> Mine are here sometimes. It just grows and I have to go to the parlor, you know, get it removed. <laughs> have you ever wondered why the eyebrows like this? No? The he, he knows. You know why? Because he stands and sweats here every Sunday. And when there is sweat coming down your head, it gets deflected and doesn't fall into your eyes. And it's a fact. I'm not making it up right now. Okay, which is why it is curved and it goes away from the eyes. Because if the salt falls into your eyes, it hurts. So tell me one part of your body that has no function. Can I tell you? Your appendix. <laughs> he just said that. Or your wisdom tooth. Pointless things, no? What are they doing there? Causing pain. Causing pain. Oh, that is one uh, purpose it fulfills. No, it causes pain. No, I'll tell you what. According to evolution, which I don't know if how true it is, but still. When, uh, when we were hunter-gatherers back in the day, and we used to eat um, uncooked uh, you know, food from nature, which is leaf or fiber, your intestine needed extra space to digest the fiber. Fiber cannot be digested, but you know, probably like take out the maximum extract from the food that it was eating. That's the, that was the work of the appendix. But somehow, when we started eating uh, cooked food, the appendix said, what now, what will I do now? Let me just sit like this. And so one big appendix, it started reducing in size. And now it's become useless. It had a job to do, but it just decided, you know what, no. It's okay. I will not do my job. And what happened to it? By nature, it just started shrinking, becoming smaller and smaller. Your wisdom tooth. When we were monkeys once upon a time, you believe that? Okay, good job. When we used to eat, um, you know, when we used, again, when we used to be hunter-gatherers and when we used to eat raw food from uh, the nature, we needed extra space to chew them, to grind them properly. Now we have fast food. Who even bothers chewing them? We just gulp it down. You know, we have health shakes. <laughs> done. Breakfast done in two minutes. You, you know, probably we are heading to a time when we won't even have teeth because now we don't, we're not using our teeth also. <laughs> we'll have probably two teeth in front to smile. Everything else is gone. Vestigial organs, that is what these organs are called. Vestigial organs, waste organs. Not because they were created waste, but because at some point they just decided, I'm not going to do my job. And they got wasted away. Am I talking sense now? 
No? <laughs> when we as the body of Christ have been told that we all have a purpose and a use and a function and we all know that now, okay? Now when you go to heaven, you have to you have to own up to the fact that you know it, that you have been given a gift, that you are a part of a body, that all, your mem all the members of this one body have functions. Anybody who does not know what they function, okay, no, I don't know, have a function, everybody has a function, that much is clear? Yeah, everybody has a role in this church, everybody has a gift that is for the benefit of the church. Okay, now the problem with vestigial organs or the problem with uh, an organ that decides that I will be a guest appearance for the body of Christ should understand that the, the functioning of the, of the gift might just get reduced. And there will be a pain, echoes Pastor Priji. And all the church said amen to that. So the problem with the body is that neither can one function without the other, nor is one more important than the other. It's not a problem, it's just a fact, okay? So um, let's, let's now call this body, now we understand body, but when we come into the church, the terms of the church, we can call it a family, we can call it a community. We can, we can call it a body again, we can call it a, you know, we can, we can call it something that gives meaning to the term body. Okay? Our church is a community and I want you to know that because we cannot live without each other, because we cannot function without each other, there has to be some unity. This is a community of You, 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 union, community of, community of, unity, good job, it is the community of unity, okay, so Pastor Jojo has already spoken about the, the unity aspect of it, okay, it says, yes, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14 and 15, it talks about the body having different parts, not just one part, and the conversation between the many parts. Okay, so the foot says, I'm not a part of the foot, cannot say, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, but that does not make it any less part of the body. Go, go, keep going, keep going. Yeah, that is it. So when you go back and read, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 18 onwards, okay? There are these numerous verses that, that talk about, um, let me just read it for you, okay? Um, okay, so, so if the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. The foot sounds like a woman, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 16 and 17. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? It's a question. It's a question, which means there has to be answer. Does that make it any less a part of the body? No. If the whole body were an eye, can you imagine one big body standing here just looking at you and not saying anything? How bad, right? So... Uh, if the whole body were an eye, would you be able to hear anything? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God put each part just where he wants it. With a purpose. God has put each part just where he wants it. Because he knows how, how best it will function, right? And how strange a body would be if it had only one part. So, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Okay? Can we look at each other and say, you know what? The church is better one person less. You. <laughs> can we do that? No, you know why? Because that will be like killing yourself. That will be like suicide. You know, there are these phantom limb uh, syndromes. You know phantom limb sy syndrome? It is, um, it's basically 
some limb or one part of your body that just starts moving without the brain instructing it to. And it's, it's a little creepy, okay? So, we, we of course don't want to be a creepy church, right? We want to be a normal, healthy, full-grown, living, active church, okay? So, we cannot look at each other and say, you know what, I don't need you. Because you definitely need them, yeah? So, when we talk about this community, we talk about... Unity. That's why it's come back again from, from the last two weeks. It's come back again here, right now, when we are talking about unity. Now, I want you to know that unity, it is not uniformity. That's our understanding. If everybody wears white to church, we are a very united church. If everybody thinks the same thing, we are a very united church. Is that so? Is that so? Come on, guys, answer me. Is that so? Is, I, I am telling you if, you, if you still have doubts in your mind, I am telling you, unity is not uniformity. Okay? You know why? Because God has made us diverse. God has made us unique. God has made us different. God has made us colorful. And if God has made colors, it is best to wear all those colors to church. Black is not bad. Brown is not bad. Purple is not bad. White is not good. You can wear white. Those brothers who are wearing white, don't condemn yourself. Don't judge yourself. What you're wearing is also a color. Okay? God has given diversity in the church. Because if the whole body were an eye, can you imagine me standing like an eye? If the whole body were an eye, there, it won't be a body actually. It'll just be an eye. Okay? So when you go to church, or don't, I mean, not, not, it's not just about going to church, it's about being the church, okay? When you be the church and when there are people who are different from you, you are still called for unity with those same brothers and sisters. Some may not watch the same shows like you do. Some may not read the same books like you do. Some may hang out in different places, not like you. Okay? Their eating habits might be different. Their talking habits might be different. Their tone of voice might be different. Their belief systems might be different. What if someone just walks into the church and says, you know what, gays and lesbians are okay. It's their personal choice to say what they want to say. We are not called to fight them. We are called to love them. We are called to be united. Which is why the Bible talks about, um, you know, if, if at all you find that, you, you, you find a person sinning, you should, you should confront them, but in love. Confront doesn't mean you go all, you know, bazooka. <laughs> we love to do that when we're on the podium, okay? You should understand our weakness also. This is the one time when we get to talk and everybody's just listening. But we are called to be a church that is united. Unity. Unity is not uniformity. Unity is unity in diversity. When God made man, God made man in? God made man in? His own image. Which man did God make in his image? This man? So everybody should be like him? This woman? No. God made all of us. The entire human race in his own image. Okay? Now, psychology says that there are some 64 types of personalities and then there are subtypes and then there are types of those subtypes to explain how complex the human being is, one human being. And there are like billions of them on earth. And all of them are made in the image of God. Even Narendra Modi. Amen. 
Can you imagine? We are called to love him. Is everything that he is doing right? I don't know. We can debate with economists, we can debate with uh, people who, you know, uh, revise the policies. But what are we called to do? Not, not to preach, uh, you know, division, not to preach hate. We are called to be a church, a church that is united, a community that is united. And I'm so glad that this church is a community that has people from different parts of the world. Because this is truly diverse. Like we can see diversity. We can feel it. And if, and if the church had to be a church where you're going to like, you know, pick out uh, people and throw them out saying there is, a, there is an African church there. No, there is a Malayalam service there. There is a South Indian service there. You know, if you had to do all that, then this church won't be a church. It'll be some, you know, some fanatic gathering. Who wants to be that, right? So, our, our church is a, or the body of Christ is a community of unity and as we already have uh, understood it's a community of equality where all of us are equal neither is one above the other nor can one exist without the other okay so let's now move on to I, I just want to emphasize here one part that you know sometimes we just feel that uh, we can just sit in like why, what's the point of coming to church right uh, if I'm an apostle, I just have to travel. If I'm, a, if I'm an evangelist, I just have to you know, evangelize and bring people in. I don't need a church. Okay? But, hello. The wake-up news for the morning is that we need church. All of us need church. If you are an I and if you try to pluck yourself out and place yourself on the table, in no time you will be a rotting mass of flesh. Okay, because there is something that connects the church, the body. There is something that connects the body. I'll come to it in, in some time, okay? So, can you exist without the church? To be a body of the church, the answer would be no, you cannot. Which is why we all, to be healthy and full-grown and alive in our spirit, we need the church. We need this community. Okay, and the community does not mean a building, like we keep speaking every Sunday. The, the church is not the building, the church is not this hall. The church is the, the family, the people that make it the church. The church is the body of Christ, the church is the possession of the Christ. And we need to be attached to that body, to be able to have some life flowing in us. So, can we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 22 onwards? It says, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Can you do anything without your thumb? Looks least important. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. In cricket, there are pads all over the place. Except for the eyes, everything is covered. Eyes also they cover, then they'll not be able to play cricket, but that's another thing. But can you imagine? They have pads, you know, they have a pad for the elbow, they have a pad for the knees, they have a pad for your shin, they have pad for everything. In fact, there are part, parts, pads for the less honorable parts also. So, they clothe them with greatest care. So, we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. What is this special care that we are talking about? What is this special care? You know, when we come to church, we might come with these certain type of prejudice. Okay? So we have our antennas going up to see which is the most holy. Pastor is holiest. Okay, we'll not deal with him at all here. But you know, let's let's look at the next sinner, pastor's wife. <laughs> biggest sinner on planet Earth. Okay? So our antennas are always high checking for who could be the biggest sinner on this. You know, then we have this graph that we make for ourselves. Can we can we show the graph to them? Oh, look at that graph, okay? That A is for Andrew, B is for Bob, C is for Charles, D is for what? Denzel. By all men, we'll give... 
women names also elizabeth there's uh, francesca there's uh, gayatri there is harsha okay harsha is here oh thank god okay so we try to we try to tabulate them based on how much they sin how less they sin what all areas of their life are they sinning on okay but if you look at the other graph that is there that is god looking from up down from there which is the biggest sin all the sins are because for god even you even in your heart if you say that brother is a fool you are a sinner you don't have to you know like uh, pump in some you know some drugs into your to be the greatest sinner just saying just looking at somebody's uh, you know nice earrings and saying ah i wish that were mine gone gone if you are waking if you are making your way up the ladder of salvation you just fell down 30 ladders 30 steps down by saying oh that earring was nice i wish i had it okay because in god's eyes all the sins are equal which is why we are all sinners which is why we cannot for any reason and any purpose judge anybody give me matthew chapter 7 verse 1 it says do not judge others and you will not be judged and philippians it says think of others as a little hard to read no you can't read, you can't see right the text is not clear huh it says i'll read if you don't like it i'll read it for you philippians 2 verse 3 it says be humble thinking of others as better than eh, who wants to do all that thinking of others how can anybody be better than me right think right <laughs> one man who knows the truth <laughs> it says be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves give me the slide that says it's a community of dignity and honor it's a community that bestows dignity and honor sometimes when we get to know secrets of friends we just can't keep it within us no we feel like going to the bathroom after that so hard to contain it within us because then we say pastor i have a prayer request you know that sister you know what she did then we then it becomes a prayer request which becomes you know the holy version of gossip these people are laughing no i know why they are laughing armstrong i got you um our church not brc i'm talking about the body of christ the body of christ has to be a body that bestows dignity and honor to the weak parts of the body the stumbling parts of the body the parts that probably cannot stand on its own it needs dignity it needs protection it needs care it needs affection it needs love it does not need condemnation it does not need judgment it does not need discouragement because instead of looking at the other person if we look at ourselves we will know what all we've done secret between god and us and that is bad enough and yet god has just embraced us it's the overwhelming never ending reckless love of god it chases you down fights till you are found while the 99 are left away yeah that is the kind of love that god has loved us with and that is the kind of love that we are to give to one another it is a community of dignity and honor can we i i just i just want to i just feel like doing this but i want to honor people in this church okay starting from pastor priji who knows me in and out he's seen the worst side of me but he still honored me by giving me this podium giving me the stage to preach i i'd like to honor you pastor priji i'd like to honor you know 
someone like Armstrong who honored the Indian culture by singing a song that was not even a language he, he grew up with, that was not even a language he's comfortable with. I'd like to honor the people, uh, especially <laughs> S, I will, you know, like the graph had A, B, C, like that, I will honor S, who has a heart of service. Okay, I am not going to name anybody uh, any further because you know there are so many people I want to honor, so many people I'm, I'm grateful to. There are people who've prayed, there are, there are pe people who, you know, who, uh, um, there are people who've invested into our lives in, in terms of. Let me just share this. I, I know if I'm, if I'm running short of time, I'll quickly cover it up. Um, uh, when when, when we, we had a meeting in Ambarnath, there was a girl who came to me and said, uh, I, I'm, I, feel like, uh, I feel like blessing you with this money. And I, and I didn't see it at that time. I just put it in my pocket and I said, thank you. And she's like, um, okay, so she didn't say anything at that time. And later when I had taken out the money to, to see how much it was, it was 12 rupees. And... I was like, oh, probably, you know, there's like a hundred or a five hundred more, probably, you know, she's, no, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. But I, I was wondering why, what was the significance of the twelve? And, and later some other friend came and told me that that was the only money that she had to go back home. And, and she just gave it all to me. And I don't know how she went home. Because she just wanted to honor me. And there are people in this church who've done that with their lives to us, to Pastor Priji and me, they have, they have, you know, they have literally emptied out their pockets and, and, and blessed us with it. There are people who've, who've taken time and effort to bless us with. They, there are people who've, you know, like, like literally, like, you know, like, in, in, on their knees, in tears, prayed for us. Elena, I would like to honor you for, for, for being, like, you know, that one-man army who was in the, you know, the, the wheel, the machine. You are the person... She's, she's the one, even in, even in church, she's the one who, who, I would like to honor you for that, Elena. And, and, you know, there are so many of you I would like to honor and I would like to thank you because of the kind of investment that you've put into the body. And I want you guys to do the same thing to one another. Just, just you know, flaws, who does not have? Who does not commit sin? You are not called to judge. You are called to be the hands and feet of God. You are called to love. Yeah. So quickly, let's go. Let's go to the to the the next verse. Uh, go to the last verse of uh, twelve, chapter thirty-one. Sorry, chapter twelve, verse thirty-one. Chapter twelve, verse thirty-one. Yeah. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all and then we move on to this chapter 13 that is the cutesy nice uh, valentinish uh, verse that we use on all wedding cards that is first corinthians chapter 13 if i could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others i would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if i had the gift of prophecy and if i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if i had such faith that i could move mountains but didn't love others i would be nothing if i gave everything i have to the poor even sacrifice my body i could boast about it but but if i didn't have love I would have gained nothing because we are a community of love. We are a community that not just is united, it's not just equal, it's not just, um, it's not just a community that bestows dignity and honor, it is a community that is founded and based upon love. I want you all to read this with me. Verses 4 to 7. Love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude it does not demand its own way it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged it does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance now tell me is love just an emotion is love just a feeling 
वॉट इज लव देन डू यू फील पेशेंस इन यू इट्स अ कॉन्शियस एफर्ट यू नेल्ड इट इट्स अ कॉन्शियस एफर्ट लव इज पेशेंट love is kind love does not envy love is not jealous it is not self seeking it is not boastful i don't think you can feel any of these you can't feel patience especially if they are your children and they are running up your nerves you don't feel patience but you have to have patience inner peace no peace it's a conscious decision i am going to love this person does he stink of alcohol did i see him in the wrong place last night does she gossip too much i will still love her not because i am a good person because i'm not we all know that right is it because we do we love because we are like perfectly lovable no some person had some mercy on us and some person had had bestowed love upon us and so we are being the hands and feet of that same person and saying you know what no matter where you faltered i choose to love you love is not an emotion it is a conscious decision it's a conscious effort there are organs in all the in in our body there are so many organs but it is one thing that sustains all of it can you tell me what it is blood and you know the symbol of love february 14 love oh you should hear this if i draw the symbol of a heart and give it to easy boy he says chocolate <laughs> he only thinks of food and the only thing he seen in that shape is a chocolate so if you don't have the love or the heart or the blood flowing through the body it is amputated because if it stays for long it might just start infecting the other parts of the body if there is no love there will be infection should think of it like that if you don't do anything with love if you don't do anything in the spirit of god then it is an infection and it's best that you cut away from the church the body just cut away from the body it is as good as that you're as good as dead if you don't have love and and this is something that that um, you know paul wrote i did not take gk exam before i got married to a pastor it shows when i'm preaching so love our church the body is called the community of love and moving forward to verses 11 and 12 give me first corinthians 13 11 and 12 okay now here is a here is a set of verses that i've never understood till some time ago so i'm i'm trying to explain it best okay so it says when i was a child i spoke and thought and reasoned as a child but when i grew up i put away childish things now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror but then we will see everything with perfect clarity it talks about a time when clarity or when perfection is going to come okay till then all that i know is partial and incomplete then i when when the perfection comes i will know everything completely okay so let me explain this to you through the story of the blind men with the elephant okay so there were six blind men who were trying to figure out what an elephant is so the first guy goes and holds on to the trunk of the elephant and says you know what i think the elephant is actually a water hose then the other guy holds on to the uh, the tusk of the elephant and he touches because they are blind right so they touch and feel it and like oh no 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 this one is sharp i think the elephant is a is a spear and the other guy says okay no 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 wait wait i think i got it right okay let me just let me just see he he holds on to the leg of the elephant and says no you're all stupid people the elephant is actually the trunk of a tree and then there's a wiser among them he said wait i can feel something else he the the elephant is actually a wall okay 
it feels and it and it functions like a wall and the last guy who's who's got only whatever he could hold on to is holding on to the tail of the elephant and saying the elephant is actually a very small creature and it's very bushy it's it's it just feels like a rope okay this one wise man who's sitting next to it and is like buddhus i created i know what it is it's an elephant <laughs> with the kind of gifts that we have everything is partial everything is incomplete because we are only probably holding on to one part of that big elephant called the body or the mind of christ or the kingdom of god or the plans and purposes of god okay with your little prophecy that you know you might hold on to the ivory to the tusk of the elephant and say no 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 some spear is coming okay and you know where these guys failed they failed to collect the data and come to a conclusion an elephant has a trunk like the water hose and a tusk like the spear and legs like uh, the trunk of a tree and the body like the wall and tail like a and, oh there's one guy who said who touched the ear and said no it feels like a fan you know back in the day there were those big fans what what were they lacking in their life they were lacking dependency codependence Did, do you remember me telling you that the church or the body cannot function without each other this is what it means all your gifts that you have or the gift that you are is incomplete in knowing the bigger purpose of jesus without the other person that is why we have the gift of tongues we have the gift of interpretation of the tongues then we have discernment then we have prophecy then we have giving all of this is interrelated so we as a community are a community that is based on dependency we are a community that is based on tell me come on we are a community that needs each other we are a community that cannot do without one person we are a community where if one person is hurting you are not isolated from that hurt how many of you got that if there's one person in our church who is hurting you know sometimes you get a headache what is the reason for that headache huh stress okay stress which is part of the brain okay what else sinus which is nose okay what else ha huh? migraine okay which are probably nerves okay i'm not a doctor so if i get facts wrong don't crucify me fear fever fever okay lack of water lack of drinking water i problem so so irritation which is totally outside the body but still affects the body more thinking okay so how many one symptom how many members did we already identify we 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 identified the body because there was no lack there was lack of water then we said sinus which is nose then we said eyesight which is eye we said uh, thinking which is the head what did the head do wrong to start hurting if you didn't give correct uh, care to your eye because it's all it's all dependent on each other it's all related to each other and it says if one part is hurting all parts are affected by it give me give me uh, verse 12 27 okay a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other all of you together are christ's body and each of you is a part of it again same which is repeating the same thing to to emphasize on the fact that that we are dependent on each other so what are we as a church we are a church that is um, where did we start with a church that is united or church that should be united come on guys are you tired 
After this, there is a cute dedication ceremony. So you all have to be awake before that. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to make much use of that because now something exciting is coming up. So get excited, people. Before you get excited, tell me the verses. Come on. First, uh, first, this, we are a community of. Unity, unity is the in diversity and, and not in uniformity. We are a community of equality. We are a community of equality. Okay. Then we are a community of dignity and honor. Then we are a community of love. And then we are a community of dependency. And and uh, I just I just want to. Uh, show you some verses that show how much the Christ emphasized uh, on the fact that we are dependent on each other. Starting with Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Can you read that? Share each other's burdens because we are made for each other. Go to 1 John chapter 3 verse 16. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So... We also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Just like how Christ loved us, we ought to love and live for the other person. We are not living for ourselves. Even when you go back home, you're not living for ourselves because church does not happen on a Sunday. Church is who we are. We are the body of Christ. We are made for each other. Yeah? Go to Romans chapter 12 verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. It is not a hard task. Take delight in honoring each other. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Even if it is a prayer request, even if it is a little piece of information that you want the other person to pray for, let it not be discouraging. Let it only be used to build the other person up. Let it be good and helpful. James chapter 5 verse 16, confess your sins to each other. You know, as hard as it may seem, we are called to confess our sins to each other. That doesn't mean you come up here and just make a public declaration of the sins that... Because not everybody will have the maturity to take this, take the, you know, take your secrets. But find people in your church whom you can share your life with. Because like I said, you are not made for yourselves. My life is not my own. To you I belong, I give myself, I give myself away to you. It's, it's a good song to sing in church, but it's a little difficult to try and live it out. Yeah. So confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. What does it take to bring some healing? Pastors, powerful prayers, 40 days of fasting and praying. Deliverance ministry, three days happening in Campus Crusades. What is it? Praying for each other. You are good enough to pray for your brother or your sister. You have it in you to pray and bring healing. The earnest prayer of a righteous person like Divya has great power and produces wonderful results. Like you, any of you. It, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. The last set of verses for the day and we are done. Oh, this is also there. So encourage each other and build each other up. So just as you are already doing, I know you are already doing it and God is giving you this. So the last set of verses for this, for this Sunday, it says three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. Pause. What is faith? Trusting, believing. In whom? Jesus. Jesus. It is trusting, believing, holding on, clinging on to Jesus. Faith. Hope. What is hope? Expectations, good things ahead. Faith. Uh, sorry, hope. Hope, hope, hope. See, faith is how you relate to God, right? Hope is how you are going to hold on to that faith. 
that I believe something is, I, I believe I have this faith and I believe that this faith is going to do something good in me. So basically hope is what you, you, you are um, relating to yourself. Hope is whatever you feel inside it, you know you're holding on to it and you're saying that, okay, this is going to work for me. That is hope. Okay, so faith is you relating to God. Hope is you relating to yourself. What is love? Loving is how you relate to each other. So faith is from us to God. It's, it's something, it's flowing in the direction to God. Hope is, it's going from us to us, okay? But love is going from us into the body, that is the church. And then what does the verse say? These three remain, faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. So, can we just go back to the list of gifts, the spiritual gifts? Do you remember this, the list of spiritual gifts? There's prophesying, there is gift of tongues, there's gift of interpretation, there is giving, there is wise advice, there is discernment, there's gift of knowledge, there's gift of leadership, there is gift of uh, showing kindness, there is gift of encouraging, there's gift of service. Okay. Take a moment, okay? Take a moment and think of the first person that comes to you when you say each of these service. One person who comes in your mind from the church, who excels in, in being, having a heart of servitude, okay? One person who excels in your mind as having uh, the gift of teaching. One person who excels in, in, the, in the job of encouraging, in the job of giving, in the job of leadership, in the job of showing kindness. Give me the next, the, the previous slide. Yeah, the, that one. Okay. The one who can give wise advice. Is there anybody in your mind who, who is coming, uh, you know, the first picture that comes in your mind from the church, one person who is giving wise advice, who is giving special knowledge, who's, who has immense faith, excelling in faith, excelling in healing, excelling in performing miracles, excelling in prophetic, excelling in discerning, excelling in uh, speaking in unknown tongues, excelling in interpretation of the tongues. Did we do that? Did you take a minute and, and just go through the list? Now, is there a place where you didn't find any? If there is a place like that, say, God, I need that. I want to be that person who is going to excel in this gift probably that the church does not have. Because you are the gift. You are that one member or the one organ in the body that the church needs to function in its fullness. We hope this week's sermon from Bangalore Revival Center was a blessing to you. To remain connected or to visit us, find all the information on dreamingrevival.com.